0: I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome Welcome to to Burp Barf! Oh, these pop filters really make it hard to high-five as hard as we would like to. Yeah. Hey, we waited maybe just a couple days too long to tell you about some fucking crazy shit we did. Oh, man, I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked to do this race recap. It is funny when I think about listening to the last episode in conjunction with this one where it's like, well, uh, you know, infinite sadness and then, you know, triumphant... (laughs) Triumph and glory. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Like people have reached out to be like, "Are are you guys okay after the Death March ride?" And I'm like, "We weren't. No, we are." Yeah, I mean, we were feeling a little bit like this is too close to the last thing that we did. But before we spoil it all, we have some news at the top of the hour. <laughs> we have new Patreons. We want to welcome to Burf Barf Bill Donahue. It was just the and coolest. Uh, I don't, don't usually bleep myself. We have enjoyed very much working with them through uh, some USARA stuff. Mm-hmm. Had to be on some Zoom calls, which we had met them in person but did not get to, but we're very, very, very stoked to have you with us. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. Uh, Okay, so back to the... Wait, do you have other news News you can use? No. No, Okay, just Patreons. Back to the task at hand, which Which is is the 2022 18-hour Barryman Adventure Race. Yeah, well, it's... (laughs) Why did you look at me like you were like, what is she going (laughs) to say? I was just thinking that this is the race that almost wasn't because we we were signed up for another race that we won't name or were planning on it and realized that it was extremely expensive. We may have found out later on why it was so expensive is because there was maybe a lot of value involved in that race. However, no value could rival the value of learning about yourselves and the meaning of sportsmanship. And that's what we did at Barryman's <laughs> Adventure Race. And that's what we're gonna share with you this week. And the true meaning of friendship. And Christmas. <laughs> <Ba-da-da>. <laughs> Man. Yeah, start us off. I never know where to begin because yeah, you I... always start at the beginning and I'm just like, oh, so straight to the middle. Okay, well, yeah, I don't know where to start either. Uh, I, I think talking about how we were feeling going into this is important. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was happy to not feel cripplingly depressed for the first time in a while. However, I think we were all a little bit rubbed raw from riding in snow with a bad headwind for a long time just to find out that we got DQ'd. So I think we were all maybe just a teeny bit raw. There's a little trepidation, I think. Yeah. Excitement, but cautiousness. Also, 18 hours is a distance that we feel pretty confident in because we've just done a lot of the 24-hour and beyond format. So 18 hours, a race starting at 6 a.m. and ending at midnight sounded really kind of cozy and comfy, like... You know, you could race an 18-hour race and still potentially make it to the bar before yeah. it closes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We did agree that we would bring cash in case we came along a bar and on the did. route. And just looking at the map, I was like, these are gravel county roads. If there's a bar on this road, we shouldn't go to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet if we would, I bet people who cleared the course had a place where they reasonably could have come across a bar. There was just, like, a few tiny podunk cities. Hmm. Well, there, there's a reason for clearing the course, but if you're a course clearer, you're not a shot drinker. Correct. So we packed our own shots. We certainly did. But we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was feeling... uh I was actually feeling pretty good. We had talked a lot about, uh as a team, about the dynamics with the death march and what made me feel really sad, and um it really came down to some pretty tangible things, like, I can't be behind you and Laura all the time. It makes me feel, it makes me feel weird and bad and sad. Yeah. Um. Uh. And we did uh, at death March, we didn't distribute weight really. And, and, and this race, like Mm. I gave you guys everything that was reasonable for Mm -hmm. you to carry. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know how much additional weight I gave each of you, but it was a lot. Yeah. I, I always think that a heavy pack is going to bother me when I'm loading it. And then I put it on and completely forget that it exists. Unless it's like a 32 and beyond, it doesn't usually really kill my back. Yeah. Yeah. I I just feel like I, I usually also carry a lot. Well, I don't know if I carry a lot more stuff at nationals. I think I do. I carry a lot more food. But I was carrying, and thank God I was carrying so many clothes. Um, but I brought a lot of clothing and an okay amount of food. So... But yeah, you had my, all my mandatory gear, mm-hmm. uh, all the extra bike stuff. Like I didn't, I had my, I didn't even bring you guys each, you and Laura each wore your out there packs. Mm-hmm. I wore a Nathan hydration vest is like, I hopefully it, that helped you. Yeah, it did. Um, and I didn't have anything in my butt bag on my bike. I didn't have any bottles on my bike. Like I really mm-hmm. tried to keep it low. Yeah. Really cut that weight down from 37 pounds to thirty 35 pounds yeah (laughs) but it was such a weight weenie but it was so it was so helpful because uh whether it's psychosomatic or not or if that's not the thing that makes a difference like it's just it's also just a good exercise i think with adventure racing to be like i can give these responsibilities up to my teammates and it's okay yeah i mean that's kind of the beauty of strategizing with adventure races is like you capitalize on each other's strengths and Annie says that she can read a map better than all of us, so we should just take all of her shit off of her, which we do. So, I have no recollection of the start of this race. Yeah. Well, so, uh, race meeting was at 7 p.m. the night before, and I I had texted, I had texted out to, to both, both Laura and Lauren, which I should say, we raced as a team of three, so it was me, Annie, you, Lauren, and our third, Laura, um... We need to change our names. <laughs> so I texted, like, hey, be mentally prepared. There's going to be a race meeting at 7 p.m. the night before. And usually, I mean, we try and be, like, heads to the pillow at, like, what, 8.30? 8.30. 9? At the latest. I'm if in it's bed by early 8.30. Start. Yes. So knowing that it was at 7 p.m. Central Time. Made us itchy as hell. Yeah, and the race was in Eminence, Missouri, which is a beautiful area. But in Central Time, it was just kind of like, okay, we need to be mentally prepared for a late night because... No matter when the race meeting goes to, it's another 30 minutes back to the RPAB. We got our maps at the race meeting and a list of 42 checkpoints to plot. Yeah. Wow. like a three by four map with three foot by four foot. Yeah, with all all of the points to be plotted and we thought as soon as we got the maps that that was it the ra- the race director was done talking and we were like great we're leaving and he was like we haven't even started yet and then um because i'm a pricklier pair than my teammates i my blood started to boil a little bit but this is also the the point of the story where we met our new friends i can't remember if they were relentlessly rel- happy relentlessly cheerful relentlessly cheerful yes who were also getting the maps and I was trying to like do logistics with them and like talk strategy and I looked at them and they were like, "Yeah, no, it's our uh it's our first race." And I was like There was like, a lot of first timers. Yeah, I was shocked. But I was uh it rubbed me wrong a little bit and then we found out that we had to stage our bikes either the night before or the morning of in a location that was maybe like 25 30 minutes mm-hmm. away from the start, which is, you know, Basically par for the course in an adventure race, but the combination of plotting the points and staging the bikes made me... It was a lot. ...kind of want to scream a little bit. Yeah, Um and I recognize, like, I don't want everything about an adventure race to be the easiest or the most spoon-fed. That will also take away some of the glory that is adventure racing. However... I don't know that being sleep-deprived the night before the race is part of the challenge. Um, I I can't, and I honestly can't tell, and I would truly be interested to hear from others, like, I can't tell if we become kind of grumpy gusses about this, or... I just feel like the night before should be fair game to do what you need to do to set yourself up the best. So giving you, like, knocking you out at the knees before the race has begun seems... Mildly uncool to me, but I, I am interested to hear what other seasoned folks think because I am not yet seasoned, even in the, lead, the least. So yeah. I'm interested to hear. Because the advantage was plotting all the points the night before, being able to make the route the night before, not making the route the morning of the event. Yeah. So uh, Laura and I left Annie at the Airbnb. We lo- did some logistics and strategy together, left Annie to plot the remaining points, and then we drove the bikes out to stage. And a very lovely man who volunteered to stay there all night and was awake all day during the next day. He had a longer race than we did. I don't know how he was a human being by Saturday night. Um, He was there making jokes and having fun when we set up our bikes that night. uh, And we came back and Annie was just polishing it off. But I think Annie and Laura remained looking at routes until at least midnight Mm -hmm. the night before. And the race starts at six and it's pretty far away. So we woke up at four. We went to bed at 1230 and got up at four. Yeah. So I wasn't right in my mind. I Annie and I both sleep eight to nine hours a night standard. Like that's what makes you, that's what, how you live like an elite athlete. Sure. You sleep as Mm -hmm. much as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. So I was tweaked out. I was tweaked out. And there was a little bit of like, uh, Help me know the things that I cannot change or help me know the things... Yeah. Yeah, Except the the things I cannot change. Yes. Yeah. Um, Because it was like, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. It's the same for everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm doing this as fast as I can. There is is nothing else that can be done here. Yeah. And consider that Relentlessly Cheerful was camping in a tent the night before. I know. It was so cold. I can't... those motherfuckers are tough. We're becoming grumpy, pretty, pretty princesses. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know about, like, camping and, like, plotting all the points. I We're not so far away from... I'm not drinking a wine seltzer. You are. <laughs> <laughs> We're not so far away from our gritty, titty life when you fell asleep on a trail while doing an FKT. Yeah. or When I slept in a city park to do 116 mile days on a bike yep i mean we've done yeah we're some of those people we just we're just cushier now apparently Mm -hmm. we choose different obstacles now yeah so that was the night before but we did get everything done and it didn't feel like there was anything uh left undone for the morning of like i felt pretty put together which was Mm -hmm. nice Mm -hmm. um thank you yeah woke up in the morning and i think everybody pooped which you know that's yeah. all you can ask for yeah. on race morning. It's the best children's book mm-hmm. you can hope for in the morning of a race. <laughs> Everybody poops on race day. Yep. Um got to the start. We started, we had some bumpiness right at the start. Like, so looking at our route, we needed to start with our paddle equipment. And we just had all of our paddle stuff in a dry bag. Oh, and we get to the yeah. start and we were like, oh. That's interesting. Everybody else has their paddles and stuff loaded into their packs to carry. This was the first time that I thought it's worth it to get a collapsible carbon paddle. And I've been desperately seeking one. So if you've got one that you're trying to unload, please DM me because I desperately want one. Yeah, slide your carbon paddle into my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> or somewhere. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'll take it wherever. Um Yeah, so we we did what we learned after nationals last year so at nationals last year we took off at the beginning there was a lot of route selection to be done on which part of the race course to do first and had discussed uh, among us as a team and also with i believe rootstock racing wrote the same in their race report which was it would have been helpful to just stay an extra 10 to 15 minutes at the start and work out race selection because if you remember nationals it was like You've mm. got a, you got this paddle leg, these oh, two bike yes, legs, this chest leg, Could've you have can made do them in whichever the order you want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so we, everybody took off at the, at the start of the race. Um, and we stayed and readjusted our paddle equipment, got it stuffed into packs. You and Laura each carried all the paddles. Um, we had PFDs hooked to our, uh, vests and it was, it was time well spent. No, spread. we did not. We used their PFDs. We left oh, the PFDs. that's right. We left the PFDs. We thought You're about right. that. In the end, I was really happy to have my shitty Walmart paddles because I used them as hiking poles through some <laughs> really, like... You You had both warned me that this was, like, super baby head rocky terrain, especially on the ascents and descents. And I was really glad to have them to stop me from falling down a lot. Yeah. That's the Ozarks, baby. Yeah. Well, the Ozarks, <laughs> baby. baby. I call him a bottle bottle. <laughs> so, uh still chilly as hell out there. Yeah, it was it was crispy. Frosty. Yeah. Um but we started and got our trekking points before getting into the into the boats. We didn't fuck up the first checkpoint, which is will continue and always be a very specific and important part to me in any adventure race or anything with orienteering. Yeah, it really sets the tone. It does. And it's like, take your time on the first checkpoint, make sure that you are right on the scale, you understand what the vegetation markings mean, that you can tell any nuances with the area, mm-hmm. Get just get yourself firmly on the map. And like, I'm sure in the future after having even more nav experience, that won't feel so vital, but like, I will continue to go slower than normal to get to the first checkpoint because it it does it really does set the tone yeah I mean ultra racing is the same way like I really have I learned that from you when I used to do that also I really liked that uh this course is it turns out like compared with how I was expecting it to look from looking at the topography and like the denseness of the map when we were out there it was actually pretty open forest and Mm -hmm. pretty visible which was Pretty yummy. I oh, would and say spring had started to come, so like the red buds were Couple, really great. Some bluebells and snow snowdrops. Which one's Laura's favorite? The snowdrop, snow something? I think snowdrop. The little white ones with the sad heads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, <I'm> snowdrop. <laughs> I hope that's right. But yeah, uh, uh, so it was great to need to adjust our paddle equipment. And be behind everyone else Mm -hmm. because it doesn't feel great to be passed. It does feel good. Yeah, always race from the back. That's what I say. Mm -hmm. What -hmm. happened next? So then we got in the boat. Oh, that was fast. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anything. No, nothing remarkable. Um, it was clean nav. Um, uh, and I should say I'll say now and in the middle of the story, Mm -hmm. and again at the end. Mm -hmm. This was the cleanest nav we've ever had for a whole oh, race. So oh again. yeah. This was the cleanest nav How we've ever had for was a whole race. <laughs> oh <laughs> But like no big fuck ups, just a few instances of being like uh, I caught, us oh, on caught a oh, caught a parallel error. Oh, oh, that's some nerdy nav shit. That is right? some nerdy nav shit. So a parallel error is when you are on, for example, like uh, I'm going to say a reentrant one to the west of the one you're supposed to be. Yeah, on a reentrant or a spur. And on the map, it's there's a lot of similarity between the two spurs or the two reentrants, and it's really easy to be for everything to almost seem exactly what it's supposed to be, and you're one spur over on the map and we started to go up the spur and i was like oh this isn't right it's not starting to bend over like it's supposed to i think we're one over we just need to hop over to the spur mm-hmm. to the west mm-hmm. and continue on our way we all made a funky face each other like oh oh yeah. yeah we didn't have to backtrack at all it was awesome also we did and we won't mention the name of the team but we did have to tell some folks during the first leg of the trek section what a re was and we bow to you for fucking coming and looking at that map and trying to, I mean, you, they were on course with us, so obviously yep. didn't slow them down to not know what a reentrant was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. So that was, the truck portion was all clean nav. Um, And then, and I don't think, I, I think it was just clean. It was yeah. Just clean, and then solid moving. We got in the boat at, I'm going to completely guess, the race started at six. Got was like we, 9.30? I was going to say 9. 9.30, yeah. 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 And, uh... I was there. Yeah, we were essentially in the boats, minus a few hours from 9.30 until, uh, 6.30? No. Not even close. Which part? We were out of the boats way earlier than that. Because you're considering the, the trek section that we did. Whoopsie doodles. Well, I, that's why I said minus a few hours. Oh, okay. Got it, got yeah. it, got it, got it. But we did spend... Uh, eight I'll, we spent well, a boat would you call it a boatload of time? i would call it a boatload of boat time <laughs> i hate it so much a boatload of a loaded boat i time. was having a good time we were any found a way to we we've had in the past not a great time on a, like let's say a lake knowing what our timing is like so it's harder for us to gauge distance because we don't know what our timing is like. Also, want to mention that when we got in the canoe because we haven't done uh, any canoe paddling since the thing in November, all three of us were a little bit like, "What? How? Yeah. What? So when you do, I what? What happens now? I how paddle Some you? of this was me having a hard time steering when the river was moving so quick. Because usually I'm keeping us relatively straight. So, I mean, some of that, but, like, some of it really was, I was like, am I supposed to paddle it the same way before yeah, or, like, the it, opposite but way? we got it, and yeah. Annie was really, like, clocking the time perfectly to know when we should be looking, and that yeah. was working really, really well. Yeah, so we were doing... Uh, eight minute kilometers in the boat, which was great. And we were being very consistent about it. So mm-hmm. when it was like, mm-hmm. we've got a K and a half between checkpoints, I can just be like, in 12 minutes, we're going to be at the next checkpoint. And it was working. Yeah. Eventually I did just decide to rudder instead of steer, which was working a lot better. It turns out just having someone tall in the middle of the boat actually is what makes it hard because when Laura was in the boat, it was flowing straight. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's just that, like, our, it's like having a big sail in the middle that's, like, I, I just couldn't, I could not make us go straight also, it to would, save my fucking It's a life. lot more weight, so trying to turn weight. Yeah, I don't weight. think that's it. I think that it, it, I think that it's really, like, that our center of gravity is different. Oh, yeah, That yep, you're just probably. tall in the middle. I do think, I think normally the heaviest person goes in the back. You're going to have to learn how to rudder. Yeah, well, I can't because I have to nav. So oh, navi- you have to sit in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. We'll think about that. So, halfway through the paddle we we really should have learned how to bank in high water because the first method we used was charge <laughs> Rumming speed <laughs> was that what we have now decided is called the torpedo mode, where you paddle all three of you as hard as you can until you shoot yourself onto a gravel bank. It didn't work. it didn't mm no. No. Also, we found our biggest problem legitimately was having too much power. So, like, when all of us would go to, like, paddle on one side to do something hard, it was too much. And we... Yes, it's got to be less. You got to be more gentle. So, we hit the bank too hard and uh, swung the rear around down river. And Laura had jumped out of the boat just a hair too soon, she said, to grab the shore... Right, and so you and Laura, I think, got legs in water fast enough that you were maybe only waist deep. Yeah, but I got full du- doggy battle. Oh, don't go! don't go! You did. I got panicked, gasping, arms slapping water, freak out. The river's going to take me. Panic mode. <laughs> I like that you're laughing about this now. It's funny good. now. It's good. It's funny now. So this is a fear for you right up there with swinging bridges. Okay, I would say I I think I've moved past my bridge fears. Not entirely, but pretty solidly. I would say I'm 80% past my bridge fears. I'm not past walking across a mossy log fear. Sure. But bridges, I think I can confidently say, like, I'll make a couple squeak noises, but I'm going to fucking be totally fine. Now my number one fear is... Being completely submerged in freezing cold water. Check. <laughs> so I got out after gasping and panicking and was like, just get get me naked. I, I need to get, like, you know, Alexi Papa says, get that wet sports bra off, girl. Uh, I had to get out of wet torso clothes because I, I was starting to get the very violent shakes and I was really gasping for air. And you were freaking out. I was legitimately yep. freaking out. I was going to cry and I... Punched it down as hard as I could and decided I was not going to cry or you panic. You did a great job. Thank you. You turned that, you flipped that switch very quickly. And Thank when you. I think about our experience at Two Rivers and being in the pack raft, like this wasn't even near that level of wetness, and you were like, and we're done. Yeah. We're done. I was like, get me to the fucking shore. Are those hunters? Can they pull us out of the water? Yeah. Can they take us to their homes? Yeah. I, I wanted to be out. Yeah. So you were topless and you were like, it doesn't help. It doesn't, doesn't help, help any to panic. To be panicked. And you were just doing a lot of like. Deep breathing. Calming. And talking to myself. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was very, very cold. And I, I was scared. I was scared. So we got me in dry clothes and then I was totally fine. And we took a minute uh, after dumping the boat and changing to like kind of punch dance on the shore while I needed to refold my map. And I would have, I would have paid, I'm going to say a solid $25 to see us from a drone view as a tableau, you know, because (laughs) I'm like, I'm like running around, like doing little chicken steps to keep myself warm (laughs) as I'm refolding the map. And you're just kind of like jogging back and forth while Laura's being Laura. Chill as fuck. Yeah, wow. Um, the chillest. Yeah. Uh, but we got back in the boat and got on our way, which was great. I feel like we should speed this up just to talk about everything that happens at the bike ferry. Because that's basically the whole race for me. I've, I delete, mean, I've deleted the race. Yeah, kind of. But I don't, I don't want to skip. It's what's coming next. Yeah, I know. I don't want to skip too hard. But yes, it is what comes next. Um, uh, Find we, something else to talk about. We uh, No, it's the bike ferry is next. We had, I want to say... Three checkpoints left on the boat, and the plan had been to finish the canoe section, mm-hmm. be done in the canoe, mm-hmm. do some trekking, to get our bikes. We'd also missed 22 on foot and had planned to go back and get it on the west bank of the river, which we later discovered we could not go back to, which was a fucking bummer. Yeah, so this next section of the course was weird. Um, we were not the only ones who found it weird because as we came into the bike ferry section, a volunteer was yelling, "Get right, get right, bank your boats." This is where and you gotta go. People were like, "No, no, why? That's what do not you what mean?" We're doing. All the boats that we were there with were like, N- "Why?" Yeah, and I part of the confusion for me was so my uh, route, the route plan was for us to finish the canoe section, do some trekking, get our bikes, come back to where the bike ferry was which was on the section of the river when there were still, like, three canoe checkpoints left. And um, uh, we understood that there was going to be a bike ferry, not that we would ferry our bikes. Or that it would happen, or that we would be ferried twice. Yeah. Yeah. So getting yanked out of the river early, it was really hard to, like, piece together okay, so what are we doing? Mm -hmm. So what are we doing next? It was very disorienting. Yeah. And it was, I understand the nature of the course design. I just wish I would have understood that that was a mandatory get out point because Mm -hmm. that would have, that would have just made route planning that much better. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we banked, right. And, when we trekked on from there. Yeah, so we trekked and got a few checkpoints. We missed the one that Lauren just mentioned because we were like, oh, we'll get that after the conclusion of the canoe section. And uh, went and got our bikes from the bike drop where Laura and Lauren had taken them the night before. And then essentially rode our way back to the where our canoe was. We had actually a pretty fun, yes, grizzly, grizzly grizzly-ass descent that was not a mountain bike trail. You know, it was like a like a rutted out yeah. older trail that is probably mixed purpose or no purpose. Yeah. And we're pretty good at that. I so, thought that part was very fun. And yeah. it was such like a nice intro, especially considering Death March, to be like to feel like, yay, bikes. Yeah, the three of us, me not as well, but still okay. Uh, can rip some crumbly fucking descents better than most, I would say. That's one of our big time skills. Mm. Is the three of us can rip some crumbly ass descents. Yeah. So that was just a nice little pick me up midday. It was warming up. The sun was out. By now yeah. it's maybe sixty one degrees outside. Mm-hmm. It's perfect, perfect riding weather. And it was a it was a good intermission to being on the boat because it had gotten to the point where I was like, mm, my fingies are getting a little cold mm-hmm. in the boat. Like mm-hmm. it was starting to get a little crisper. Oh yeah, I was fucking cold. Yeah. Uh so we get our bikes back to the canoe and we need to ferry our bikes across which means we need to take 3 bikes across the river in one canoe in whichever way we choose with 3 people. And if you've ever heard that riddle about if you've got a chicken, a dog and a fox on one shore and you can't have the chicken and the fox together, what's the least amount of trips you can make to get everybody from one shore to the other? That's it was this like problem. this. That's this problem, yeah. Yeah, so it's so we, very telling that Laura's been adventure racing for 15 years and hasn't had to do this yet. She's certainly been exposed to races or heard of races where you need to put your bike in a canoe, but this mm-hmm. was the first time she'd done it, and it, it just feels not natural. No, well, and the thing is, originally this part of the race was supposed to be a ride through because the river in this area is supposed to be at maximum uh, maybe a foot deep with some, you know, it's a gravel bed. And so it's not mud. It would have been totally rideable, but the water was very high and very fast. And so it just fundamentally changed the nature of the entire course. I can't imagine how much faster this course would have been. Also, if we had been a two-man team and could fit two bikes in mm-hmm. the thing and just soared across, this would have been like a 10 to 15-minute endeavor. But because Or if we're... we'd been a four-person team with two canoes. Yeah, or even a three-man team. like There just would have been many other... For some reason, Three Bikes, Three People was the most logistically trying thing to do to get this shit across the river. Um, so we we had talked about, my thought was, uh, and you had said you would pay Laura and I each $100 mm-hmm. if you didn't have to do multiple trips across the river. Mm-hmm. I did say that and I meant it. Mm-hmm. So Laura and I strapped one of the bikes into the center of the boat and she and I used our initial um, strategy, which is torpedo mode. we went down river, hard and fast, to a high gravel bank side. Not a sand bar, not a a beach bank, like uh, just a hard high side. And I I hesitate to even say a gravel bar because thinking of gravel bar... Not a gravel bar, sorry, it's like a rock wall. How about that? Yeah, like it's an island made of baby heads. Yeah, it's a baby head rock wall. So we rammed it. And once again, didn't work. The rear end spin, spun around downriver, and Laura is fucking Spider-Man. She leapt out of the boat and barely made it to the side of this gravel wall. Like her whole body hugged the gravel wall and part of her body was still on the boat. And she kept the boat with her feet and then turned around Spidey style, grabbed the hull of the boat and held me in it. While it was being sucked downstream and was like, don't move. <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> and she, we were just like staring at each other in severe intensity. And I hear you go, you got it. You got us. And, and she was no, like, no, I, don't, I have don't have it. Have it. I, don't, I have don't have it. So as soon as I knew she was like, I don't have it. I jumped up onto the shore and got the bike out as fast as I fucking could. And then with, I barely even touched the boat with the strength of a woman picking up a car to reveal her baby, she pulled the entire canoe with water in it up onto the shore on a three-feet wall. How? With the power of a thousand suns. How? I literally don't know how a, a woman of Laura's build pulled this fucking canoe out of this water. I, I didn't even... I barely touched the boat. I was floored. So... We're tweaked. And we look across the water. Annie's on the island waiting for us with the two bikes. And the intention was to send Laura back across the water to go get Annie and both of the other bikes. And she looked at me with a fear in her eyes that I have never seen. And we have raced with Laura a fair amount. And she's a hard ass bitch. She's a hard ass bitch who's raced a lot. And she actually told us later, this is like the most scared she's been in an adventure race, which is very telling. And she said, I don't know if I can go back there alone. And I was like, you don't have to. And because, you know, my gut reaction is like, you guys walk across the mossy log, you fucking bing bongs. I'm going to hide in the woods. Yeah. I'm going home. Uh, and I, there was no part of me that was going to let her do that alone. So... And seeing the exchange from the other bank, like I could see, I could see all of this without knowing content, like Laura, like just like asking for help and you being like, got to pull up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pull up. Mm -hmm. I did. I pulled up. So I said, I will not make you. So we tried the strategy of rowing upstream, like a salmon to slow, to like more slowly glide downriver to the opposite bank, which worked just fine. And Annie grabbed us a little bit downstream off the island. But now I'm back on the other island, wishing to God that I didn't have to go back across this fucking water again. And now, after this, I've just blacked out. Oh, okay. Then we loaded up the remaining oh, okay. two bikes. I've got that part. Oh, okay. Two. We put two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then you guys tried to cross the river in the same manner, and you ended up just paddling in the exact same spot without yeah. moving. Yep. And so then we came back to the sh- came back to the shore, reset and did it again, which worked lovely. So we actually just pointed our nose at the other bank upstream, and then got ourselves with our nose upstream and backed slowly, essentially, to the, the other shore. We will also say, so there was like a little eddy and then like an inlet where you could hang out with the where the water wasn't moving. This was uh, one of the sections where we noticed that canoe paddles were the light and the way. Like, we were the only ding-dongs who were basically having a hard time getting our boat to glide across the river. Remember, oh, I don't right? know that that's true. I think there was a lot of I think there was a lot of skilled paddle people and I think there was a lot of people who didn't know any better. Mm. It sure appeared as though canoe paddles were the way to go. Anyway, so you guys dumped the bikes and then both came over to get me? Yep. Yep, I I've, the, I literally have blacked out there because I've been so I was so scared to go back across. This is when the guys told you that was pretty cool. Oh, when when Laura and Annie went across with the two bikes, the volunteer who was sitting there on a little camp chair reading Star Wars, saw them like go in backwards and spin around and then head for the shore perfectly. He went, that was that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I could ask watching, for no higher praise, right? He had been watching boats do this all afternoon, so I was like, yeah. But I could barely watch... I couldn't watch you guys do it. It was just freaking me out. Mm. So we unloaded all the bike stuff. Laura and I get back in the boat, come back to the shore, grab Lauren, and we finish the canoe section. Very reluctantly, I re-entered the boat. And it was, it was a pretty short distance after that. I want to say, like maybe 6k it was it was certainly less it was like 45 minutes oh left yeah in the and boat. your spidey sense made us jump off at that specific island and you were right and we were both like this is not right good job Yeah. you did it that was i'm glad you said that i forgot about that one where i was like this is the island i'm going to get off here i will holler for you to come get me when it's time and, and then about, and like 6 minutes or less later she was like get me <laughs> i know and i was feeling all jovial and stuff and you guys were still like We were mad at you for being in the middle of the water. Uh, I just wanted you to be to the shore where I could pick you up safely. It was the same water depth the whole way across. You silly. (laughs) You silly goose. (laughs) (laughs) But we finished the canoe section. Uh, We get to the canoe pullout. And it's, again, kind of a logistics, like, what the fuck? Like, I'm happy Mm -hmm. to do whatever you tell me to, but I just need to understand what we're supposed to do. So we're coming up to the canoe pullout. The the bank to the... I'm just going to say the right. I think it was the north, but I'm going to say to the right. There's volunteers there. They're yelling out instructions to us. They're like, okay, you're going to take two of your teammates and drop them on the south or left shore, and then you're going to send your... One strongest paddler back over to the right or north shore. So we sent our weakest paddler, but the one with the biggest balls. <laughs> it's me. I have big balls. <laughs> it was really fun watching Annie and the canoe with the, like, the nose of the canoe like flying up into yep. the air in the high water. And Annie just being like, that's fine. That seems fine. It was great. I like... I. I did not feel stressed from the events of the day at all, and I was really grateful and and happy. Hit you in the face. (laughs) I was really happy to be able to contribute in this way. Fantastic. Laura had said too when she and I were bike faring across. She was like, "You saying to be calm. That's that's what I needed. I needed to hear to be calm." And I didn't like. And that's usually how it works out. Like one to two of us is having a hard time, Mm -hmm. and there's at (laughs) least one of us that is managing managing the oh, current situation that's so funny that you say that because for like two whole seconds there I was like but you never feel like that I'm always the sad guy and I was like oh wait no you do you also yeah. experience that feeling that makes me feel so much better because yeah. I always feel like the weakest link no matter what no I've been taking my turn at that a lot lately I feel like the weakest link because well I might have cardio but I have no bravery I'm like who's the tin man here hmm. yeah and you have a lot of things that i don't have and we take turns swapping some of these mm-hmm. things but i i'm never the lion oh i don't believe that to be true either She's the one with the bravery right i know yeah i have bravery to to hurt i know but i don't ha- have bravery to do you, scary things you held my hand walking through the ozarks telling me stories about your bike trip across the country when i could not be sadder you are the lion <laughs> I'll go. Mm-hmm. Cute. Okay. Mhm. Okay, talk about something else. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so I go across solo, I get to the shore, <laughs> the volunteers really like, was okay, funny to look at. Now we portage the now we portage or carry the canoe back to over there. I was like, okay, cool. Let's do that now. Um and then a volunteer got in the boat with me to bring the boat back over to my two teammates. It'd be like going to the airport, and they're like, yeah, you can, you can take the flight, but first you have to ride your luggage down this people mover, <laughs> and then someone else is going to carry your luggage for about a half a mile, and, and then, then you are going to get back in the luggage. And then you're going to come right back here. And then you're going to completely abandon your luggage, and then you should get on the plane right now. It was an, I, I wish you guys had been around when I got to the North shore because they were like, okay, so now you're going to portage your boat over there and they're go- And then we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And I was like, I said, I'm not understanding. I need you to tell me again from the beginning. And they told me, and I was like, I still don't understand. What am I supposed to do next? I had a very difficult time and, uh, Finally understood what the gist was because I really didn't want to accidentally like fucking have to carry our paddle gear for yeah, for, for sure. the whole rest of the race. And I was really concerned about like I don't know that our hands are gonna get held here, so I'm just going to I'm going to keep saying I don't understand until I understand. Yeah. I'm not gonna pretend that I get the gist of this because I don't. No, that seems fair. Yeah, so then I get back in the boat with one of the race volunteers and I'm super stoked because I'm like, great. I'm going to be with an expert paddler. I can turn my brain off and just do what this gentleman tells me to do to get back to my teammates. And I get in the canoe and he goes, all right, I'm just going to paddle and you let me know if you need me to do anything different. I was like, fuck, I don't get to turn my brain off at all. But I got to, like, give the commands to a boat and got safely got the canoe back across to you two. It was pretty insanely good. Yeah. And... We loaded up our paddling equipment into the canoe, which they then took back to the race, start, race, finish area. And we continued on our track. Oh, but before then, Mm -hmm. before you came back across on the bank, there were two teams, uh, Grit and Grind and then a family team, Susan Cooper and her husband, who I did not meet. So his name is escaping me. Um, But we got recognized, which was very groovy by Grit and Grind, who was like. Hey, you guys are kind of like a r famous, and that day, my heart grew three times in size <laughs> It was awesome, thank you, and hello, you guys are fucking cool. That always makes me think of an interview that ultra runner anton kri did where somebody was like, "You know, how do you deal with being famous and he goes, "Well, I'm ultra runner famous, and i I love that as a context to be like. <laughs> Sure, I may be famous in this very niche sport world, but in the general realm of things, I'm still pretty fucking obscure. Yeah, absolutely. Unless you're in the woods doing the thing that you do, no one's gonna know who yeah, you are. Yeah, it's like being the mayor of a small town. You're fucking famous. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. We also got our our friends. Uh, we'll talk about them more soon, but they're called insufferably cheerful. Just oh, want to Oh, insufferably. Just to just to check, just to fact check us. Uh, to be fair. They were insufferably cheerful. They were indeed that. I mean, I could suffer it. Yeah. Okay, so we're out of the boat. We'd been carrying singles of moonshine all day. Oh yes, and everyone was like, "Let's go on the trek," and I, I yelled, "Guys, guys, stop!" And I'm sure that everyone thought that I meant like, "I need to tie my shoe," or "My foot hurts," or "I need to poop." I did. Yeah, did. or mm-hmm. that something like something was bothering me. Yeah. And I was like, "Guys, we have to drink whiskey." Because we just did something really hard, and all of our brains are fried, except for Annie's, and they were like, "Yeah." Ooh. Well, Annie had apple moonshine, and Laura and I bought ourselves real moonshine, which, thank goodness, mine was a little bit lower proof because Laura I and need I to got get us somewhere gunky, drunky. We took a shot apiece, and we were. Silly as fuck for about forty-seven minutes straight. I in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I can You know you're gonna be mad. You know you're gonna be mad. <laughs> we uh, we did. You guys 90s really Gems. did rocket to the moon there, like, <laughs> we did. and it was it was kind of great. So there was a. Trekking point between the canoe takeout and where our we had ferried our bikes to, and we had watched a lot of teams like skirting this weird rough shoreline yeah, against like Coast the Tearing. cliffs. And yes, I, I and there's a, on the list of things that I hate. That's up there. Yeah, and there was a checkpoint that was up on top of a really large hill that we went for, and it was great because we just got to be drunk on a climb. Which you know, on a climb, there's not as much nap. It's just keep going until you can't go up anymore. Yeah, it was a warm sunset. And I had to, all I had to do was eat gummy bears, climb, and sing with Laura. Like, it was fine. Also, I I like to sometimes frame. I was just going to ask if you would yeah, share this. Yeah, I tell this. you, I sometimes frame a race in a way to, like, keep my mind okay. And I had told myself, okay, 18 hours, sure, I can do that. It's just a whole day of high school followed by go home and eat snacks. And then after you eat snacks, you get ready and you flat iron your hair and pick out a cute outfit. And then you guys are all going out all night long to a party or a dance. That ends at midnight. That ends at midnight. I thought I could do that. So we spent a lot of time skunky drunky talking about what we're going to wear to the party. That the pizza was coming. Pizza Hut pizza was coming. And we were going to do each other's hair. This is just helpful <laughs> for me to be like, all you have to do is make it from now, like 6 p.m. to midnight. Like, yeah. Jesus, you could do that. If this was the night you were going out... That would be great. And all you have to do is look forward to the fun part, which is coming. Mm -hmm. So that's where my head was at. Yeah. Lots of... That was a really weird, surreal, great portion of the race. It was fantastic. There was a lot of giggling and uh, you two really were... Yeah, we were out there. We were having like a manic episode. So we get back to the bike drop on the shore where we had previously ferried. Also, the... The back and forth and coming back to places we had been before really made time feel like it was a flat circle. It was like, I've been here like hours before, but mm-hmm. I was in a boat. Now I'm on foot. Here yeah. are my bikes. How did my yes. bike get here? Yes. <laughs> so we got there, and we got there just in time to see this lovely woman named Jo Beth on Team Bro-Dur- Bro Dude Ferda! Ferda! Furda. Uh, ferrying the bikes solo mish in a canoe. We saw her take one over by herself and then ride the boat back and she was just pro as fuck at getting the boat back and forth. Let's so, just say that one more time. Our experienced team of three, one with a decade and a half experience adventure racer, uh, we did could, what we did and Joe Beth came across alone and went back alone. And did it flawlessly and so we, we were screaming like, how long have you been doing this? And she's like, it's my first race. So we're freaking out over Joe Beth freaking out over her it was glorious to so see. We're, we're like just doing our gear shakedown we're changing our socks watching teams come in and go out of this checkpoint and it's not a checkpoint it's just a bike staging area so when she goes back to grab one of her teammates uh i believe his name was chris the mm-hmm. dude um they came back and as they hit the eddy as soon as they hit the eddy they full dumped the entire boat and everything. Full flip. And they did not carabiner or clip any of their gear into their boat. So they came out of the water <gasps> full panic, barely breathing. It was also, so it was also sunset. So it was dark. It was, it dark. Off it was almost dark. And so they came running, not running, they came walking like Swamp Man out of the eddy towards the shore. Laura and Annie ran down water to go grab the boat and their shit and ran so far that I could no longer yeah, see it. Yeah, we did like 200 meters in bike shoes on a baby head island. It was yeah, not something. easy. We were just really hoping that the boat was going to come just a smidge closer to the shore yeah, and like I couldn't do if it. the if the shoreline hadn't been as kind of like steep as it was or the water didn't drop off like we could have absolutely like jumped into the water and tried to grab it, but it went so fast. So I ran towards The people who had just come out of the water and uh, just immediately was like, take all your clothes off. (laughs) Hi, I'm Lauren. Take your clothes off. Was insufferably cheerful there right at that moment? Chris and Val were there, but Mike and... Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Patchouli Tom? Patchouli, not Tom. Okay. Patchouli. I'm going to call him Patchouli because that's how I know him in my mind. Because that's what I call them all day and shame on me. Uh, So Mike and Patchouli ran down water, and we didn't know what was happening with them. We just saw them shoot down down water. In the boat? No, on foot. They were on foot? They were on foot. I did not realize that. Yes. Jeff. Uh, Patchouli, Jeff. Patchouli, Jeff, and Mike ran down water. We didn't know what was happening with them yet, but Annie and Laura decided to give up on the boat. It seemed more pressing to get these people safe. So... We stripped them down, surrounded them in space blankets, put clean clothes on both of them and dry clothes, put hats on them, put socks on them. Where we fed them, gave them water, wrapped them up. Valerie, Valerie from Inseparably Cheerful, started making a fire. Uh, Chris was helping, like get the dude dry. Chris was helping Chris get the <laughs> get Chris dry. <laughs> you think about that for a little while, um, and then Mike and Jeff uh come back out of this little wood section right next to the bank and I look at Mike and he's like got this giant shit-eating grin on his face and he's like, oh, it, also, let me back up. Joe Beth, and Chris were like, all of our shit. As soon as they had the wherewithal to be not afraid that they were dying, they were like, everything, everything. Our phone, our gear, everything. And, and the our boat. Tropics. The boat. Everything's gone. So Mike comes up smiling and he's like, we got it. I was like, we got what? He's like, we got the boat and all their stuff. And we were like, what? And so it we, was amazing. All of us started jumping and screaming in a circle and all hugging each other. Everybody, like nine of us, Yeah. jumping and shouting that the boat was saved and all their shit was saved. It was so triumphant and wonderful to have all like between Burf Barfin and insufferably, insufferably Cheerful to all come together. And fix a very bad situation that was about to get worse was just like, yum, 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 It was a really nice feeling of humanity. It was awesome. And so maybe Lauren got a little bit high on the good feelings. And before we left, <laughs> ran up to Joe Beth and grabbed her head like a melon and just kissed it as hard as I could. And I was like, you could be okay. We'll be back. Yeah. And I I hope Joe Beth doesn't mind me sharing, but Joe Beth was saying she was sorry a lot and had some feelings about stopping us from continuing our race. And just there was a lot of things that she was saying and feeling that resonated with me, like Mm -hmm. in any moment where Mm -hmm. we felt like panicked or challenged or inadequate or whatever. And to be able to give her For us all to give her support in that moment. And, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, a large part of this process was just hugs and back rubbing and words of affirmation. yeah, And, like, reminding her that we just saw her go back and forth across the river alone. Yeah, we know you're a baller, dumbass. We're just here to make you warm. (laughs) You got this, bitch. Obviously. And I was like, and it feels hard because it's hard. Also, we went down, too. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So... After we sorted all of that out, we realized we didn't have signal to contact the RD to get... Quick no. Yeah? Uh, two, two bros, furda or bro, bro Dude, Bro, bro Dude, dude Ferda was a team of three. Oh my god, we forgot that Chris's wife was on, left alone on the opposite <laughs> island, and they were like, were Every, every single three teams on one side, all dry, with boats, were like, mm-mm, ain't fucking nobody going back over there for yeah. your wife. God bless your wife. We see a campfire a little bit up, up river. She can go hang out with them, use their cell phone, and sit by their fire because no one over is here going back over. is going back over in the dark. Yeah. No one is going. And God, uh, that God poor lady, bless her. That she, poor lady. she was just standing on the other shore like, okay. All right, I guess I'll go. And she did. She went to the camp and she was okay, I guess. Yeah, she said that shortly after she got there, the family, it was like a multi-generational family camping trip. And soon after she got there, they were like, so we're going to go to bed now. And she was like, can I just keep the fire going? They're like, sure. Yeah. Wow, they went to bed that early? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it was probably nine. I don't know. It was probably like 8.30. Yeah. That's early for a multi-generational family. I, I don't know. Pussies. They don't have a camp. Learn how to camp, dummies. So we got on our bikes. Although we say, I say shortly after she got there, I think it took three hours for them to get took extracted. T- at least two and a half so hours So it could have get... been like 10 or 11. You're right. You're right. By you're the right. time. Yeah. So we got on our bikes and started going uphill in hopes that once we made this giant climb that we could get some cell phone reception and we climbed for probably like 30 minutes and we finally mm-hmm. did got in touch with the race director who was very graceful and kind and was very quick and tactical and knew Mm -hmm. just what to do. And that was very helpful and satisfying to hear him be like, yes, we know where they are. Yes. We know where you are. Please continue on the course. And we were like, we, we shall. Yeah. We, because we had had some grumpiness about race logistics and communication. Mm -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. kind of like, well, this is going to be like a litmus test of Mm -hmm. how he does. And, um, we're, We're not the we're not the arbiters of race directing, but just from our own experience. So it was really nice to have this experience with Mm -hmm. the RD Mm -hmm. to balance out the other things. Where it was like, oh, these other things are just things that happen. This is really the shit that matters. Absolutely. When you need to when you have to extract participants, like hopefully that never happens to you as an RD, but how you respond is definitely what defines you and was really spectacular. It was really good. Yeah. Um we did a tremendous amount of climbing up Jeep Road after that. hmm I did really good on the bike ride. you fucking crushed you really crushed at some point here I also checked out unfortunately i I bonked, which never happens to me yeah and i I did um because earlier in the day i think even i think it was still even daylight, maybe when we were just starting to get on the bikes, you had said something like. I really haven't eaten mu as much today as I thought I would. No I, I remember my like Spidey Sense was like uh oh. Yeah. That's not good. I had too much adrenaline and like a serotonin dump from like uh getting dumped and helping others that like I was like, I don't need food or sleep. I am I'm immaculate. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, All of that came crashing down when we just had to slowly climb in the night. Yeah. And I was trying to eat. Also, everyone ate, like, probably 500 calories of bacon at the bacon station, and I couldn't do that because bacon's not vegan. Fuck all of you. Yeah, most bacon is not vegan. You guys are gross. Stop making a pig death station. I know. Um, Somebody I retold this to was like, so you're not allowed to be a vegan or vegetarian at this race? I was like, No i don't know who to be mad at in that story what do you mean wait they were saying that in a supportive way of vegetarian yes oh, okay excellent yeah um also at the bacon at the pig death station i had to death I, that's all that it is they're like puppies don't eat them uh the checkpoint was at the <laughs> top of a treehouse that had a uh, like a swinging bridge to get across to it, and I was like, I didn't even turn. I thought like I'll turn around and go complain, and I was like, don't, just go get it, punch yeah. monkey. We've been talking more too about like just turning off complaints. Like mm-hmm. I have committed to that for our Wednesday group runs to turn off complaints because there's there's it, that pace is faster than I normally Ooh, go in my fast, leisurely run every time, and I've decided to just turn off the complaints. It's very hard to do. Wednesday's hard. So, yes, I didn't complain at the pig death station. I just grabbed the CP from the rickety air bridge. <laughs> uh, Laura did all of the navigation on the bike, and it was also flawless. 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 We didn't yeah. have to backtrack for anything. Um, I always blank out on night bikes. It's a weird time. It's a weird time. It is a weird time. We didn't get silly, and I think that's why it's harder for me to remember, because it was kind of a grinder. Yeah, and it was... What was the... It had gotten cool at that point. I was cold because my pants were still a little bit wet. Yeah. And, oh, after the pig death station... Thank you. There was... A million water crossings. Oh, my As God. soon as we left the Bacon House. The Ozarks is famous for this one kind of water crossing. where the, I don't know what this is the, called. The road dips down into the water, and then they pave it. I don't even know how they have ever get the, wa- the pavement underneath the water, because it seems like the water's always flowing. <laughs> Think about what happens on that day. I want you to let that enter your mind. How does the pavement get under the river? <laughs> how... How We're not high. I'm not high, but yeah, we came to that, and as usual, there was a set of two dudes. Like, is this on the map? Are we supposed to actually do this? And Annie just goes, Bay. It is. It is my favorite thing. Just, I mean, it was about maybe 14 inches of water. It was very deep, and it was it was pretty comical because we had just changed out of all of our wet socks and stuff when we got out of the canoe Got and immediately like immediately soaked. Just douche. We got. Immediately, do. it was a very, very wet crossing. It was stupid. Yeah. And there and was a lot of them. There was a lot of them. And there were a lot of them. <clears> uh, <throat> and what did I say? There was. It were. It were. If it were, it would be terrific. Uh, every time my toes started to warm up a little bit, we'd hit another yeah. water crossing. Yeah, me too. And it just got to the point where I was like, this is silly to try and keep out of the water we should make note that we had planned for a considerable amount of checkpoints in this area but we skipped all of them because we had lost at, at least an hour and a half to the rescue sitch so we cut out the entire bike nav and trek we cut out two whole sections of the entire race to get back in time did we cut a track portion? We cut out the entire O section. Oh, we had kind of planned on doing that anyways, because it was did. going to be 17 plot points. Sure, but yeah. we cut out 17 O points, and yeah. we cut out maybe 15, at least, bike points. Mm, like five bike points. N- no, all of them. There was a shitload on the map up top. We had only planned to get like four or five, though. I know, but we cut out from the total map. We yes. cut out like 15 to 17 yes. bike points. Yeah. So we just beelined for the end. Which in the end was not that bad. When um, we got to the last half an hour, hour of the race, you were really weird. Uh I You got, really did bonk. I, I mean, get, just an old fashioned bonk. Yeah, I, I couldn't think straight and uh my tummy flipped, not in a barfy way, in like the kind of way where it feels like like a mylar like a mylar balloon that's completely deflated. <laughs> Like, where the sides of your stomach are squeaking together? What does that mean? Yeah. Okay. Sure, like that. All right. Just like a crump... Like, my stomach was like a crumpled bag. I don't know. Does that mean anything to you? I I can envision it. Yeah, I felt disassociative, and I had a crumpled bag stomach. Okay. I I just bonked. Yeah. Uh, Earlier, Lauren had said she was really excited for a downhill finish to the race, which... Is not how physics work. We definitely oh had God. an uphill finish for the race. A for cement race uphill end. finish, in a like a really pristine kind of weird, dreamy like area where it, nothing felt really real in the end. Yeah, and the oh, I did freak out. I thought there were cockroaches on the floor of a nursing mm-hmm. home. Oh, yeah, I totally tweaked. Norm, you did tweak. I tweaked. Uh, the race start finish was at Echo Bluff State Park, which was a really beautiful area. And, like, so, yeah, ascending to the, it's called, like, the pinnacle top shelter or something like that. And the climb at the end to the finish was just a, just a windy road climb. Luckily, huh. it did not feel terrible. I did not feel angry at it. I've definitely had uphill finishes to races where I've thought... This is bullshit. Yeah. I am angry at this. No, I wasn't mad. And this felt like this felt like the perfect bookend to an epic day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we finished the race. Oh, there were gluten free and vegan options at the mm-hmm. finished meal, and I'd like to say big ups to the uh the local organization that funds and helps this race, which I Spoke with Rola them. Rolla Multisport Club. Those folks spoke with That's those folks on, on Reddit. Nice. So thank you so much to those people because they were responsible for all the food and it was. They had a great fire pit. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had like walking tacos. They had beer and like. baked potatoes. Orange soda. Yeah. Oh. oh. Mm-hmm. That part was great and like post race meals and post race experience continues to be something that is and more important like i remember listening to a podcast about how your brain remembers the pain of an experience as being a combination of the last five minutes and like the average of the whole experience so that posted mm-hmm. race experience really makes a difference mm-hmm. um we got to see team relentlessly uh, insufferably Thank cheerful and as well as Dude Ferda mm-hmm. and get a recap from them about their extraction and the ride back. I think they'd gotten back to the race finish not too long before we had. I could um, have stayed for ever. I I would have liked to, but I got sleepy peepees. I Oh, my I brain just got a lot. I got cold, but I got to hear about the Peddler's Jamboree which I'm doing next year on my birthday and I can't wait. Yeah. Very stoked cool. about that. Thanks for planning my birthday for me, insufferably <laughs> cheerful. Uh, yeah, just vibing so hard. It was it was great. Um, Spoiler alert, we won. We were the only all-female team to officially finish. Yeah. Yeah. I have mixed feelings about that. Yeah, of course, me it's, too. It's always hard and weird to be in these spaces, knowing that we're pioneers in a way, and to also feel like, well, it's cool to have gotten first... But we would like to have competition. Mm -hmm. I feel both ways about it, too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We didn't realize there was an award ceremony and headed back to Airbnb because we were just all fucked up. Me even more than you and Laura, who went back to the Airbnb and had a drink. Well, when you say had a drink, you mean laughed in my underpants while staring at a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that. Um, I couldn't even keep my eyes open for the drive home. And I was driving. No. No, no. I dwove. Yeah, uh but yeah, that was that was a race. Yeah. You did a lot of heavy lifting after the race, to email the race director and say like what's up with the results and we heard there were awards. Mm-hmm. Will you send them to us? And to he theirs? said absolutely. Yes. So, big ups to you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, there's a lot of saving graces on this race. Indeed. It was an epic weekend. It was. I
1: I'm I'm was not proud ex- of us. I,
0: I'm very proud of us. And I, going from Death March two weeks before Berryman to this, what it was It was a wild turnaround. It was. And I'm very grateful. I got to say, I am, and I'm not usually feeling this way, I'm usually feeling relieved, but I'm feeling a little bit blue that we don't have anything on the race calendar I know. right now. I'm Me too. I'm pretty damn blue. Me too. Uh, because it's, it's so novel. It's like gambling to be like, what's the next one? Gonna I be know. Like? Well, the next thing that we could probably do a race review on, and I think we should, is Lauren's fortieth birthday week. Wham 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 <laughs> Also, before that, we are uh, guest speaking at Bushwhack, the women's int- women's weekend of introduction to adventure racing in Athens, Ohio. So there are still spots open if you get a last minute itch to join us. It is uh, May thirteenth and fourteenth mm-hmm. in Athens, Ohio. Um, Co-hosted by us and Fluff Bakery. Mm-hmm. And, and there will be other uh, women-led businesses there to talk about nutrition, self-care. There it will be, will be yoga. There will be inspirational talks. There will be secret talismans. Mm. I think even if you have no interest in getting to, into adventure racing, it's a good excuse to come to Athens. Also that. I'm very stoked for that, and I'm stoked for my birthday. I just have to... Get from here to there. It'll be here before you know it. Indeed, it's, it's a month away. Well, so glad we could share this with you guys. So, <sighs> thanks for coming on this journey of lows and highs between last episode. Yeah, and this, no shit. I used the word self hatred on the last episode. Oh my god! And here we are. Grow oh, now. We're now, beacons of sportsmanship. <laughs> now I have reached transcendence. <laughs> not yeah. a bad turnaround. Two weeks. I'd say so. Until next time. We are. Bye,